everybody. I hope you're doing well today. You're about to hear a sermon at Laurentian Wesleyan Church in North Bay, Ontario, Canada. Whether you attend our church or are listening for the first time, we sincerely pray this recording is of help to you. And don't forget, it's always better live. Join us each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Thanks again for listening. I don't need to tell you that, uh, that worry and anxiety can cause all sorts of problems in our life, can't they? And uh, I mean, who here, and can I, you know, I don't always do this, but who here has not dealt with worry at times? Would you raise your hand and say, yeah, I have, and the rest of you are lying. Um, <laughs> right? We've all dealt with worry on some level, I think. Instead of worrying about tomorrow, we put it in God's hands. Anxiety and worry is something that we we all deal with. In fact, I think that we make a decision about almost every thought about the future and if we will worry about it or not. And, you know, hopefully you have built in, you know, some, uh, some I call them, you know, uh, uh, memory muscles that, uh, uh, that you think, well, no, I don't need to worry about that. But, but there are some things that we do worry about tomorrow or, or further. So whether you worry a lot and you would have to admit, boy, I might, I might even have a problem. Or you just worry on occasion. Jesus speaks clearly about it in this passage. And there is hope if you deal with anxiety and worry. I like, I like this quote. It says, anxiety is a thin stream of fear trickling through the mind. If encouraged, it cuts a channel into which all other thoughts are drained. I have sometimes found that true, right? I can be consumed with this thing that I'm thinking about, and it cuts down and everything else flows into it. Anxiety can sap the life out of you like nothing else. But Jesus doesn't want us to be consumed with worry and anxiety about the future. He wants us to trust him with it. And of course, sometimes it's easier said than done, but we read in, in uh, if I can read part of it again in Matthew 6, 25 and 26, it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about what you will, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father, he feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? In Jesus' day, it was common for people to to really worry about where were they getting their next meal and where were they getting their clothes. And of course, we still have those in need Today, but we have a lot of resources. You know, we're not, we're certainly not perfect, but we do have a lot of resources that didn't exist back then that can help people. And we come alongside them as best we can as a church. But I think it's fair to broaden out the question that Jesus is, uh, uh, is answering as people ask, will I have what I need today or tomorrow? Will I have what I need? Our needs can vary, can't they? We may, we may need courage to face a situation 
We may be worried about the safety of others, of loved ones. We, we may be worried about our jobs or our finances or our grades or we may be worried about our health. Maybe, you know, if you're at a certain age, you may worry, will I ever get married? We worry about the direction for the future. Worry, worry, worry. And there's kind of even some forces that they like it when we worry because we make certain decisions, right? When we worry, we impulsively buy things or those kind of things. What, what do you worry about? What do you worry about? And you might say, you know what? God has helped me. I, I don't really worry that much. And so can I challenge you today? Think of someone in your life that you could be thinking about and praying for today. Jesus has an answer to this question. What do you worry about? And if I could, if I could answer it in the words of the gospel song, why should I feel discouraged? Why should, I, why should the shadows come? Why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. The chorus, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free, for his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Scripture addresses worry and anxiety quite directly, and I want to give us three reasons why, why worry can be so destructive in our lives. And why we need to give it to Christ. And the first is, it, it makes us question our value. Worry can make us question our value. I think you could sum up the mission. The mission of Christ and the, over, the overall story of Scripture. You, you think about it. I think you could sum it up like this. God loves you and wants you back. God loves you and wants you back. I mean, isn't that, isn't that why Jesus was willing to say in the garden, as we remember, and he prayed, and he says, not my will, but yours be done. What was driving him? It was his love for you and for I. So when we spend our time thinking and worrying about the future, there's a, there's a little question that's behind that, isn't there? Does, does God really care about my life and what I'm going through? And the answer, of course, is an emphatic yes. Yes, he cares. I know he cares. If he cares about a little sparrow, he cares infinitely, infinitely more about you. How do, we, how do we know? How do we know that? Well, he told us and he showed us. Right, His love was not an empty uh, love song about climbing the highest mountain and swimming the, the deepest sea to be with you. He put his love into action and he went to the cross for us to show us our value. And when we worry, it can be dangerous. It can kind of throw that out the window and say, well, I guess he doesn't really care. He does care today. Why else can worry and anxiety be so destructive? It steals our time and energy. It steals our time and energy. Matthew 6.27 says, Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Right? Isn't that pretty clear? Who? It's not going to help. 
Worrying doesn't really accomplish anything. Corey Ten Boom, a survivor of the Holocaust and, and the author and speaker, she said, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. I don't want, I don't want to diminish whatever you may have an anxiety about or worry about. But let's face it, worry is a waste of time. And can I say there are times that I waste time worrying. Instead of worrying, we should put our time and energy to doing something, to doing something constructive, some, something that I will... something that will be life-giving to us or to others. This past Tuesday, I had the chance to go to uh, the Celebrate Recovery group uh, that meets. Uh, Hurts, hang-ups, and habits. And it's, uh, they have a great ministry. Every, as far as I know, this is just part of the course. If you're familiar, it's kind of a, re- it's a Christian recovery program. Every single Tuesday, they meet, no matter if it's Christmas or whatever it is. They meet and are uh, help to one another. And the speaker there, she, she uh, of course, she was talking about, um, uh, about some of the issues around uh, abuse and addiction and all those kind of things. And, and she said this statement that I thought was, was interesting. She said that meditation is reverse worry. Meditation is reverse worry. When we... We don't use that word very much. I mean, you know, you think of meditation, you might think of yoga or something like that, right? But when we meditate in the Christian sense, we we meditate on God's word. We kind of let it simmer, right? We put it in the crock pot of our minds and let it sit there for a while. How many times, you know, I've had this happen. I've done it and I've I've seen people and, and you'll, you know, have a verse that you give to them and, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Right? They, I've heard that before. And, and kind of sometimes I feel like, well, it doesn't seem like you know what it means, <laughs> right? Deep inside, have you let it simmer? I think there can be help for us when we deal with worry and anxiety. Instead of turning to those things, that we turn to Scripture. Because we believe Scripture is not just any other book, Right? That it's living and powerful and the Holy Spirit can speak so clearly through it. Do you have some scriptures that are your go-to? You know, for some, it could be just the scripture that we read this morning that Drew read. Do not worry about tomorrow, for each day has enough trouble of its own. One of my favorite scriptures is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Worry can steal our time and energy. Why not redeem the time? And one thing you can do to redeem the time is to reverse worry. To meditate on good things. To meditate especially on Scripture. Finally, of our three reasons why worry is dangerous, worry puts fear in the driver's seat. Worry puts fear in the driver's seat. You've, 
you maybe have experienced this, but I have, when someone, when something has happened, or there's something that would be a typical thing to worry about, perhaps, how often have people or, or have you gone to the worst, <laughs> right? You worry that the absolute worst has happened. Christy's 15 minutes late, and I have images of a horrible crash or something like that, right? We go to the worst. It puts fear in the driver's seat. Jesus said in, in verse 30, Oh, you of little faith. So don't worry about having enough food or, or drink or clothing. Why, why be like the pagans who are so deeply concerned about such things? Jesus wants to live us to live a life of faith, not fear. Do you look to tomorrow with fear? Or do you look to tomorrow with faith? Why not put faith in the driver's seat? Why not put Christ <laughs> in the driver's seat and let, it, and let him lead you? Here's the difference between worry and genuine concern. Because it doesn't mean that we're not concerned for people or things. But worry immobilizes. But concern moves you to action. Jesus Jesus then goes on to give his, his greatest remedy for worry and anxiety in verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. When we make God's concerns our concerns, it keeps our lives in perspective and helps us stay focused on what really matters. Some of, some of the stuff that we worry about matters. I'm not saying it doesn't. We worry about our health. That, that matters. It, we worry about our family. Those things matter. We, but when we, per, when we put him first, he gives us what we need to face the realities of tomorrow, whatever is coming. When we seek him first, the outcome is up to him, not to us. So we, in a sense, can relax. It doesn't mean we're lazy. You know, there's no sense as we take all of Scripture, because uh, as I was looking at this Scripture, there have been some that have taken this Scripture and said, well, look, it says he will feed me and clothe me, so I will just stay home and watch TV. <laughs> uh, that's not, we know that that's silly, right? That's not what he's saying. But we can rest in him. We can rest in him. Seek him first and trust him always. Seek him first and trust him always. This is a significant verse in the Bible. Perhaps you know it well. But what does it mean to do this, right? In, in, in addressing worry, especially in our lives. How do we address it? Well, number one of three, we start by talking. We start by talking to God about it. We start by talking to God about it. It's not second or fifth or after we've done all the other things. How, how do we seek? Well, we ask. We pray. Instead of just having worry and anxiety consume us, we ask God for his thoughts before we turn to other things. We seek first. I can certainly get caught looking to other things first when faced with the, ca the cares of tomorrow. But we seek first him, God Oh, I got this thing. 
and talk to him about it. But seek first his kingdom. Secondly, get in alignment with God's purposes. I like that word alignment, right? When things come together and go the same direction. You know, I think of, um, I think of just a, a conversation I had with uh, uh, Mike and Colleen McNeil. I've mentioned him before, but he takes, uh, he takes groups of uh, young people around the world on missions trips, and he's just an incredible guy. And uh, his daughter uh, felt called to work in Haiti. And uh, if, I have, if I have their uh, family story right, I mean, when she started working in Haiti, she was a single, uh, attractive young woman going to Haiti. If you know anything about Haiti, that would be a worry sign <laughs> right there for a parent, right? And I remember in full understanding, uh, you know, as I know them and, and, and uh, trust Mike and Colleen, they knew the risks, but there was a release of her to the Lord. And to say, she, we, we gave her to God and we continued to give her to God. And so we've got to trust him with this because we seek first his kingdom, not ours. Ours would be to keep her safe and at home. Putting his kingdom first means you need to be part of the kingdom your heart will not be in alignment with God's heart if you haven't received the free gift of salvation that we talked about earlier. That's, that's the first step we take. And he helps us. It's through Christ that our future is secured and not the things of this world. Get in alignment with God's purposes, but, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Thirdly, this morning, focus on becoming more like Christ. Isn't it interesting that Jesus says to not just ask in prayer what God can do for you, but to seek his righteousness, his rightness, his ways, right? We are asking God for what we can do and what he wants to do in us. What do you need to do in me, God, about this situation? Worry turns to actions when we ask God how he wants us to live. It can turn our hearts towards him. And the promise is there. When we do these things, all these things will be added to you as well. We will have what we need. So instead of worrying and being anxious, we trust and as our sign says this week, we look to tomorrow. We don't fear tomorrow because God is already there. God is already there. And you know what? As I think, as I think of that uh, word worry, you know, worry, I think that word is, is a term we would, you know, use quite often. Well, I'm worried about somebody. And, but really, there's that, that word anxiety, seems, especially in our culture today, has a deeper meaning. There's, there's people that have problems with anxiety, right? And we press in. This isn't meant to be like, oh, you know, just one, two, three, and you're free and clear, right? Sometimes we need to be part. We always need to be part of the body of Christ and, and seek the Lord and talk to one another. And you know what? Maybe there is real anxiety 
that you are dealing with. Maybe there is sometimes when someone just has to say something and it sets you off and you, and it's hard to control it, right? Have you been there before? We can surrender. We begin with surrendering that to God and say, God, I don't want this. Can you help me? And we talk to him. And we need to share it with others and say, maybe, it's, maybe we've kept it a secret. Say, do you know what? This, this really, this is something I'm struggling with. Would you pray for me? Would you seek his kingdom first with me? And he can help us and guide us. In closing, I came across this, uh, this short story. One day a troubled man was with his friend and was expressing his doubt as to the goodness of God. He said, I do not know what I shall do with all this worry and trouble. At the same moment, his friend saw a cow looking over a stone wall in a field. Do you know, asked his friend, do you know why that cow is looking over that wall? Well, no, <laughs> I don't, said the man. The cow is looking over the wall because she cannot see through it. That is what you must do with your wall of trouble. Look over it. <laughs> look over it. Faith enables us to look past our circumstances and focus on Christ. We don't ignore them. He wants to address them. He wants to help us. Sometimes, sometimes you know, that's not a perfect illustration. <laughs> Understand? Sometimes he helps us through the wall, right? He helps us through the time, and we have to say, God, oh. <laughs> but I'm trusting you. I'm seeking you. I'm not putting fear in the driver's seat. I'm not, I'm not just spending my time spinning things in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm not forgetting how much you love me. And he has promised that he will give us what we need. So we don't need to worry. We just need to trust. Do you have a wall in your life or something that, that you think of in the future? Do you spend a lot of time worrying about it? Does it give you anxiety? You know, there have been times in my life that I thought into the future and I was worried, wrapped up and worried about stuff that hadn't even happened at all. <laughs> but I'm like, it could happen. And I get all, uh, get all worried about it. We need to trust God with those things. And there will be trouble. But Jesus said he will be right there with us and give us the strength to face it. And so in closing today, I wondered if we could sing a, a song that's been around for a while, but it kind of has the words that we want to use as we close today. And uh, we are reminded that whatever care is on our heart, that Jesus said, cast your care on me because I care for you. Thanks so much for listening today. It's our prayer that you would discover the love, joy, and purpose found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. We would love to hear from you, or better yet, why not visit us? You can find out more about our church at our website, LaurentianChurch.com. Laurentian Wesleyan Church, following Christ, growing together. Thank you.